Good morning, everybody. I hope you've managed to find us online. Welcome, warm welcome to our live stream service from the Vicarage at Baston Hill. Whether you're still in your pyjamas or dressed in your Sunday best, it's great to have you with us. And well done for resetting your clocks to the right time if you're listening live. Just to say, Debbie and I will be leading you through this time together. I know it feels very strange not to be with you in person. It's a real privilege to lead us all in worship this morning. Please note also that the Bible reading for this service is Psalm 33, not Psalm 30 as advertised. So it's going to be Psalm 33 in this service. I'm going to say an opening prayer, so let's pray. To you, O God, we lift up our souls. To you, we offer our praise and prayer, our worship and thanksgiving, even our very lives. Make your ways known to us. Show us the path on which we should walk. Lead us in your truth and teach us. For you alone are the God who saves the God in whom we trust, and the one on whom we wait. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Um, feeling slightly nervous at this point, but it really is lovely um, to be with you, even if it has to be in this way. So I don't know about you, but at times this week, I found it very hard to praise God. It feels like I've lived through a year in a week. I've been grieving for myself and others over a series of losses of things that have been planned and looked forward to for months and even years that have had to be cancelled or postponed. My niece's wedding being the hardest. I helped to bring her up. We're incredibly close and it's utterly heartbreaking. Then there is the awful uncertainty that hangs over us all. Our families, our communities, our nation and our world. No one is unaffected and I'm sure you can add your own personal losses to my list. What we are going through is so, so painful and so, so challenging. But I want to say to you this morning that God. But God, because God is still on his throne and he is still in control. And amidst all the questions and uncertainties which understandably crowd into our minds, we are still human, even if we are Christians. Can I add one more question? Do you want a God that you can explain or a God? that you can extol. I'll say that again. Do you want a God that you can explain or a God that you can extol? This question came to me when I was reading an online devotion earlier in the week and it hit me straight between the eyes through all my tears and the anguish that I was feeling at the time. Now, if your answer is the same as mine was, I'm wondering if you can join me right now in extolling our infinite, unfathomable, mighty God 
who is the same yesterday, today and forever, and who will never leave us or forsake us. We're going to do that right now as we sing um, First of All and Can It Be, a powerful hymn that speaks of our salvation in God, and then My Lighthouse, because the words again are so powerful and so relevant. And I'm just wondering if, like me, you have amazing memories of Peter Oy and our fabulous young people in Only the Brave leading us in this song at the joint Mother's Day service just over two years ago. So can I encourage you to even do the actions if you can remember them? So let's praise our amazing God together.
my wrestling and in my doubts, in my failures, you won't walk out. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. Silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. My lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness. to show Debbie is now going to read our Bible passage for today. It's Psalm 33. So if you have a Bible handy, do grab it and uh, read it along as Debbie reads the psalm. Psalm 33. 
sing joyfully to the Lord, ye righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten strings lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the words of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the heart of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is, is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him on those whose hope is in his unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Amen. I'm reminded as I sit here in my study at home with only Debbie in the room with me and Aidan operating all the technology at his home remotely of the film that came out a few years ago called The King's Speech. I wonder if you've seen it. It's a film about King George VI, who has to make a speech to the Commonwealth at the outbreak of the Second World War. <coughs> Bertie, as he is familiarly called, however, had a serious speech impediment, and he was helped by a man called Lionel Logue to make that very significant speech. The scene I've got in mind is of the king in a sealed off room in Buckingham Palace with just Lionel Logue to help him 
speak out words of comfort and reassurance to many, many people in what was a time of national and international crisis for the free world. Well, I have Debbie at my side. Now, I am in no way equating this sermon to that speech made all those years ago by King George, by King George VI. But we do find ourselves at a time of national and indeed international crisis with the rapid spread of the coronavirus across the whole world. But unlike World War II, where the enemy could be seen and fought against, we find ourselves in a war against an unseen enemy, a virus that is invisible and yet is being caught and spread and causing the deaths of thousands of people around the world as I speak. This last week, our government has deemed it necessary to impose very tight restrictions on our movement. Restrictions that are unprecedented in peacetime. And these restrictions are vital. We have to do all we can to limit the spread of COVID-19 and take the pressure off the hugely hard-pressed NHS. And as vicar of this parish, my heart goes out to the hundreds of you out there who are bravely coping with circumstances that we thought we would never see. Those who are the vulnerable in our community, or the lonely, or the ill, or families struggling to homeschool your children, or those of you who are self-employed with suddenly little or no income, or those of you suddenly made redundant as employers have to make cutbacks. And I also want to say on behalf of all of us who make up Christchurch Baston Hill, a huge thank you to those who are working tirelessly on the front line, whether that is in the NHS or in shops or in schools and other vital services. You are doing an amazing job. You're very much in our thoughts and in our prayers. And something else I think that is worth saying before we get looking at our Bible passage is this. It has been so encouraging to hear the many stories of people who are looking out for their neighbours. And the way that our local community is pulling together to provide food and other much needed supplies to those who are not able to go out for those essentials. So. Psalm 33. The title for this talk before the, before the pandemic broke out was God's Ongoing Work in Creation, as part of our series of a retreat in daily life. And to a certain extent, I still want to talk about this psalm with that in mind. But inevitably, in these very new and strange circumstances, I need to approach the reading a bit differently. But none of this has taken God by surprise. Let me repeat that. None of this has taken God by surprise. He knew that we would need to hear a word of comfort and hope today. And this psalm, Psalm 33, gives us just that. 
For example, look at verses 20 to 22, the final verses of the psalm. It says, We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Maybe you've had conversations with people this last week and they've questioned your faith and your trust in God as a good and loving God. And that's understandable, isn't it? This worldwide plague is bound to raise that unanswerable question of why? Why has God allowed this to happen? So how do, how do we respond as Christians? How do we deal with such great problems and dilemmas that COVID-19 is causing around the world? How do, re how do we respond in the here and now in a way that offers hope to a world where almost everything we cling on to has been stripped away? May I, may I offer this advice? Praise God. That's exactly what the psalmist did in Psalm 33, as he proclaims right at the start, sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Psalm 33 is a hymn of praise to God that celebrates God's righteous character, creative power, and sovereignty. Verses four and five tell us this. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. These are all God's qualities that make him the only reliable foundation for hope and trust in a world where all of a sudden people are fearful and anxious. God is right and true and faithful in all he does. Even in the face of the coronavirus, this psalm tells us that the earth is full of his unfading love. This psalm, like the other psalms, is thousands of years old. And yet it is so relevant to today. So true for the situation, the very situation we're in right now. In the face of changing and challenging times, whether as a nation, as a church, or as individuals, this psalm says loud and clear, God is where our hope lies. And so I just want to pick out three ways that our praise can reflect who God is to the world. First, we need a reverence for God. Secondly, that our praise needs to show our dependence on God. And third, our praise needs to reflect our hope in God. Sometimes I think we've lost a bit of reverence for God. Verse 18 says, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him. The word fear in the Bible means to tremble. 
You might remember the shepherds in the Christmas story trembling at the sight of the army of angels. Or Paul at his conversion on the road to Damascus, falling off his horse in fear at the sight of the risen Jesus. Fear in this sense is simple reverence before a holy and mighty God. It's true, isn't it, that God is a God of love and goodness and gentleness, and he wants us to come close to him. But we need to hold that in balance with the truth that God is holy and awesome and almighty. The psalmist reminds us that praise exalts God to the proper place. God who is creator and sustainer of the whole universe. Verse 6 says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. The Bible says he is the Holy One, El Shaddai, the Almighty One, the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of the universe, the everlasting Father. I love the way Jude closes his short letter in the New Testament with deep reverence. He says, to the only God and Saviour be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. The Hebrews would not even pronounce the name of God. But in our contemporary culture, we've developed shorthand for our irreverence. OMG. We might have even said it ourselves. But as we praise God, we remind ourselves how great and glorious he really is. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. In the midst of this present, present crisis, let's reclaim our reverence for God. Secondly, perhaps this global pandemic is reminding us of our dependence on God. Technology is wonderful, and I'm so aware of that right now. Otherwise, I would be talking to myself here in my study, other than to Debbie. And we need scientists and medics to help us overcome this virus and to keep us safe. But I wonder, before all this broke out in our world, had we come to the place that we simply don't need God anymore. Science and technology have done amazing things to improve our world. But with each new development, maybe our need for God has diminished. The psalmist reminds us in verse 21 that we are all dependent on God. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. We know our nation and the nations of the world face an invisible enemy today with this horrible virus. And so even more than ever before, we are dependent upon God to know the right path. He shows us righteousness because he is righteous. He shows us justice because he is just. That is his character. I mean, and we can know neither justice 
nor righteousness apart from him. Our praise should reflect our trust in God, our dependence on him. Finally, our praise must reflect our hope and the source of our hope. The psalmist reminds us that God endures and in him is our hope. Let's look at those final verses of the psalm together again. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. This reverent song the psalmist sings reminds us that human plans, purposes, and sources of power are ultimately subject to, to futility because of the transient nature of humanity and the material world. Empires come and go. Governments come and go. And in the grand scheme of things, they leave little lasting impression. But God endures and is ever trustworthy. God, who is God yesterday, is God today. And God today will be God tomorrow. The gospel is good news. Psalm 43 verse 5 says this. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Saviour and my God. And Jesus, when he began his earthly ministry, as Luke records it, stood in the synagogue and read this. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed. I like this quote from Rick Warren. What gives me the most hope every day is God's grace. Knowing that his grace is going to give me the strength for whatever I face. Knowing that nothing is a surprise to God. What we're going through, my friends, is no surprise to God. So let's praise God with reverence, recognizing our dependence on him. And may our praise fill us with hope in the God of hope. Peace be with you. Amen. I think it would be good if we just had a brief moment of quiet now just to um, offer our thoughts to God from what Peter said for us this morning, maybe there was a verse there that particularly stood out to you or something, something that he said. Can I encourage you now to just hold on to that and to just spend a few minutes quietly with God?
Amen. Now I'm going to lead us in a brief time of prayer. I'm really grateful to Rachel who has written these prayers for us this morning. Obviously, unfortunately, she can't be here in the study to lead them with us. So you're going to have to put up with me um, reading them. But I hope that you can hear Rachel's heart um, as I read them this morning. So let's pray together. Lord, enable us in these strange times to continue to sing your praises and give thanks for your holy name. For you are the God who heals. You are the God who makes us whole. May we keep being able to see joy in our daily lives. May we see your kingdom near to us and feel your peace in our hearts. Amen. Eternal and ever-present God, sustain us and excite us despite all these restrictions. Arouse our expectancy, subdue our fears. May your spirit come to embrace us, even as we refrain from embracing one another. Amen. We are learning more and more that this is a fragile world which you've placed into our care. And at times such as this, we are reminded of our human fragility, of our absolute need for your loving care. Through these times of anxiety and illness, touch us, Lord, with healing hands and words of comfort that we might walk together through this temporary darkness with our eyes firmly fixed on your glorious light. Amen. Amen. We thank you, Lord, from the bottom of our hearts for all those who are placing themselves on the front line, for delivery drivers, shop workers, NHS staff and others. In a moment of quiet, let's all give thanks and pray protection on anyone known to us who is working in this way. And in another moment of quiet, I invite you to bring to mind any others you know of who particularly need our prayers at this time. So together, 
let us lift up the name of the Lord and rejoice that God hears our prayers. Praise the one who brings healing to our pain and causes joy to follow the long night of sorrow. We will not be silent. We will not still our tongues. O Lord our God, we give thanks to you forever. Amen. Amen. I'm going to lead us in the Lord's Prayer. So let's say wherever we happen to be this morning, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. So in a moment, we're going to join in our final song um, together this morning. and. As Peter has said, and as the psalmist reminds us, there is incredible power in praise. When we praise and when we pray, we join in with the battle that is always going on in the heavenlies. And as this last song says, our weapon is a melody. It's called Raise a Hallelujah. So can I encourage us again, wherever we are this morning, to raise our hallelujah to our almighty God together and declare, as this song says, that fear you have no hold on me and let's hear our praises roar.
for you. There's a song written on your heart, only you can sing. And when you sing, enemies flee. When you sing, prison walls come falling down. When you sing, heaven invades the earth. So just begin to lift up your hallelujah. Raise it like a banner. Raise it like a flag. Raise it in the middle of the storm. Let it rise. Let it rise. Like a symphony to the king. Everything to you, Jesus. We raise it up. That's an amazing song, isn't it? Uh, Debbie and I have been listening and uh, singing to that song and dancing around to that song these last few days and raising a hallelujah. So can I encourage you to keep on doing that in your homes? If you're going to your back garden, go out and raise a hallelujah to the Lord who is with us in this battle because he is strong and he's mighty to save. And as the song says, death is defeated. The king is alive. Hallelujah. So keep on raising your hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah for those who are struggling, for those who are really hard pressed this time. And keep hold of that truth that death is defeated and the king is alive and he reigns over all things and all people. So this broadcast is coming to a close. It's been really lovely to be with you this morning. If not in the same room, we're, we're with you in spirit. And uh, we could just imagine you all dancing around your living rooms and, and praising God. I'm going to say a blessing over us all as we close. May the Lord bless us and watch over us. May the Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord look kindly upon us and give us his peace. Amen. Amen. So go in peace to love and to serve the Lord in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen.